Welcome to Textonation. Joining us is Kelly Reeves, president and co-founder of Paw Prints in the Sand Animal Rescue, based in Newport Beach, California. Thanks for joining us, Kelly. Thank you, Fred, for having me. And it's not such a sunny day in California. We'll start out talking. <laughs> you know, it's pouring rain, which I actually like because we don't get enough rain here. But yeah, it's, I guess it's good to be in quarantine when you can't <laughs> go out anyway. Well, Kelly, with, with so many people working from home now, there are reports about more people wanting pets. Uh, they have more time at home and adopting can be a great much needed option. But you have some in, some insights, some thoughts about what people should consider. Yeah, I mean, there's there's plus and minuses about um, wanting to adopt or even foster a pet during this time. I mean, the upside is one, obviously, saving a life, and it gives you companionship, and it is a good time to transition a, especially a dog, into a home as you have more time to spend with the dog and build a relationship. And that's the plus side. But then there are a number of things to consider before adopting or even fostering and making that huge commitment. What are some of the things people should consider? There's the whole concept, I guess, that should be thought about thoroughly uh, because people may be at home now and be going back to work, hopefully, in a, in a couple of months or so. Um, but there are lots of other yeah, things, too. Yeah, well, hopefully less. <laughs> People can get back to work as soon as possible because I know, you know, that creates a lot of stress too. But, um, but you know, certain things that we see um, just to, for people to take into consideration is, one, if they rent, we've actually received a lot of uh, foster applications for people that rent, and then when we ask them about their lease uh, policies when it comes to pets, they're actually surprised that they have either a pet deposit or they're not even allowed to have a pet or they're not allowed to have a pet a certain breed or over a certain weight and most don't have pets in the first place so when they sign their lease they kind of glazed over the pet policy thinking oh this doesn't apply to me and now it does and I've actually heard we haven't had this personally with our rescue but I've heard the rescue say that people who rent that realize they have either a pet deposit or they get a feed tacked on a pet feed tacked on to their monthly rent that they're asking the rescue to cover those costs and which is kind of ridiculous because our costs go to saving lives and not paying for rent <laughs> so um so that's one big thing to consider is to make sure you look at your 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 pet policies if you rent um so that's a big thing and then you know knowing about the organization you are going to foster or adopt from um, if you're fostering with if it's an organization like us we're a foster based organization so we don't have a facility we're not like a municipal shelter and it's almost like you have to foster sight unseen knowing what little we know about any given animal in an animal shelter so a lot of people are like oh i want a small hypoallergenic dog that doesn't bark and I'm like no that's <laughs> that's not really the type of dogs we rescue and we don't we don't keep them in our rescue all of the animals in our rescue are already in fosters so we only rescue from the high kill shelters so you have to kind of be prepared um, when it comes to fostering i would assume many people are reluctant to make in-person visits today um, because of the, the virus 
uh, whether it's to a, a shelter or, or a facility like yours? Yeah, well, we don't have a facility, so we do in-person meet and greets. And actually, people have been pretty receptive when it comes to adopting, and our foster will take the foster pet to the home or maybe meet in a public place, especially if they have another dog. They want to make sure that their dog gets along with the one they want to adopt. So, And they people haven't been opposed to doing in-person home checks, and we take safety precautions with masks and gloves, and we ask, are you comfortable, are there any... You know, people at risk in the home if they're bad health or maybe a senior citizen or something that's a higher risk because we want to make sure everyone's safe. Um, but we do prefer to do in-home home checks just because we want to like to see where our dogs are going. We tend to rescue the more higher needs cases, like more severe abuse, medical cases. And so we've put a lot into every animal we rescue, so we just want to make sure they go to a really good home because we know we're – they've been <laughs> and all that and all that they suffered through before so um so people are surprisingly are not as reluctant as i thought they would be and unfortunately people can't go to any of the shelters like before they could just walk into a shelter on any given day and walk around and look at the adoptable pets and now they can't do that because all the shelters are closed to the public and i think it's by appointment only i guess one of the dangers is that uh people or families might take it too lightly what the commitment is yeah, well, it always it kind of seems like everybody's in this like spring break mentality right now, and and I even have some friends that are teachers that have been telling about the challenges of trying to teach their students because the parents are home and they're out with their kids all day and they're you know doing stuff and they're they're supposed to be staying home, but it's actually a lot more challenging because people think, oh, it's a free for all and we're home all the time and we have time on our hands, but then at the end of the day. You know, I always like to ask people, well, why didn't you adopt a dog before this? Well, I had a busy work schedule, busy travel schedule, and the kids in school and this and that. And I'm, I have to ask, well, when that changes and when you go back to work, and hopefully that's soon just for our economy and people's personal finances' sake, uh, are you going to have the time or are you going to be too busy? And then you're going to call us saying, oh, I don't have the time for the dog and stays locked up all day. So it's important to realize that just because you have a little bit of a break now time-wise that this is a lifelong commitment it's not a pair of shoes you just return because you got too busy back to work when everything you know is over with so and it's also to realize you know if their home is appropriate for the pet they want to adopt if you live in a small you know studio one-bedroom apartment a great dane is probably not (laughs) the right dog for you um and if you have like proper containment if you have proper fencing um you know there's just a lot of things to take into consideration when adopting a pet and making that commitment and it is a commitment for life and not just while you're in quarantine what about fostering as an as an option what should people know Fostering is a great option right now because it is only temporary. Of course, we prefer people to foster until the pet is adopted, and there's really no set time frame. Obviously, puppies and kittens and the younger ones get adopted much more quickly than the seniors and some of the other, you know, pit bulls. Some breeds are not as easily adoptable. Um, And so we still say it's not forever, but it may be, two months, it may be six months, it may be longer. So if you foster, then it's still a commitment. But the upside is for 
rescues like us, we cover all the costs. We cover all vetting. We cover all, you know, medical. We provide all supplies, all food, bedding, toys, leashes, and collars. So we actually have a couple new fosters that um, they weren't in the financial position to get a dog, but they're open to fostering because, you know, we help them financially, not we don't get the money, but we cover all those costs, and, and it's very expensive to have <laughs> a pet. That's another thing people need to take into consideration is that it is a huge expense, and, and as the pet gets older, it only gets more and more expensive. So I think people just really need to realize that this is a great time to transition a pet into their home, but to also just do their research and make it a well-thought-out decision. And we should uh, point out that if people want to help uh, defray some of those expenses, they can they can donate at pawprintsinthesand.org. What, does it take a special person, though, to, to foster a pet? Because you know, from personal experience, if a, if a pet comes to my home, hey, <laughs> it's staying for good. Right. It can be it's tough to let go. <laughs> yeah, it is tough. I mean, I'm what we call... <laughs> foster fail. So I am a three-time foster fail because <laughs> I just couldn't let him go. Um, <laughs> but I've had dozens that have come and gone. And, and I always look at it as, you know, I, I can't, if I keep one, I can't foster another one, which means I can't save a life. And it's kind of bittersweet. I mean, we had one dog that just got adopted yesterday and we had rescued him. He was only six months old in a kill shelter and on the euthanasia list. And uh, a woman stepped up and out of the blue, she said, okay, I'll foster him. And he, he was kind of a nightmare. He had a, extreme um, separation anxiety. And she and her husband went through so much, but they were so patient, and they stuck by him. And he turned out to be such a great dog. And I know she's like, oh, I've been crying, but I'm also happy that he's in a really great home and he's into the next stage of his life. And um, so I, I guess it does. I mean, it takes somebody with a lot of patience and somebody with an open mind, knowing especially if they're coming straight from the shelter, they're probably more than likely going to have problems and um, either health and or behavior. And um, But it's so rewarding to take them from that point A to that point B. But, yeah, the bittersweet part of it is when they get adopted. And, and usually first-time fosters end up <laughs> foster failing because it's their first-time experience of having that type of intense kind of relationship and day-to-day care and, and everything for uh, a dog that's come from probably like extreme abuse or neglect. So they tend to get pretty attached. But I guess the more you foster, the more you get used to it. Well, what are some good resources uh, on online where people can go to, to to learn more? Well, you can always go to our website um, that has, we did, I just posted a page on um, COVID-19 info, and it's at, you know, pawprintsinthesand.org, and it's right at the top in our menu. Um, and it, it talks about a lot of the stuff that we talked about here and um, and just kind of provided info on what people should know before they jump in either to foster or adopt. But I know other animal welfare organizations have tons of resources. I know the ASPCA does. Um, the Humane Society of the U.S. does. So um, there's some good resources out there when it comes to various aspects of, of fostering and adopting right now. And then what safety measures the organizations are taking. Because we're not facility-based, we don't have people in a facility. Everybody's in their own private homes. So we don't have as 
intense safety measures as some others, but we do, like I said, when we do home checks or meet and greets, we do make sure to wear protective gear and make sure everybody in the home is comfortable with meeting other people. Terrific. And once again, the site is pawprintsinthesand.org. Thank you, Kelly, for all you're doing, and great to have you with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Cooking with the power of the song. Hi, I'm Fred Fishkin, here to tell you about the latest innovation from my friend Patrick Sherwin and his great team at GoSun Stove. The GoSun Fusion has arrived using the company's tried-and-true reflectors and a solar vacuum tube to get you cooking without the mess of charcoal, heavy propane tanks, or smoke. A really bright idea. And with an optional solar panel and battery storage and the ability to plug in at home or on the road, you really can use the GoSun Fusion to cook anytime and anywhere, day or night, rain or shine. I love what Patrick and his team are doing, and so will you. Want to learn more? Head to gosun.co to check out all of the company's products and innovations and use the code TEXTINATION to save 10%. That's gosun.co. 